Welcome to the Game Rage Music Show. Once again, for the Game Rage Music Podcast. I'm Josh. I'm here today with Adam. Howdy. Am I talking? Am I, am I good to go? Oh, yeah, you're good. You're on. All right. So, anyways. Yeah. We're here. It's episode number 18. Yes, sir. What's crack like and what's going on? What do you got? What do you got? All right. So, I think we're going to split this episode into two things. All uh, right. The first part, just kind of recapping my personal experiences in the music industry. Oh, all right. Okay. So to continue the narrative from the previous episode, I went out to a show on Wednesday, November 22nd, 2023. All right. It was the, I guess it was the nightcap for this event called scenario that is hosted by this, this, shit well that's the promotion it's called scenario okay i don't know who runs it but it's an event that is held usually at the love song bar which is part of the regent theater itself in downtown la oh and uh i actually went there for two purposes one to see this band called venus hides that i had uh came across randomly through the internet or rather Spotify itself, uh-huh. as, as I came to find out, there's quite a bit of things going on with that band that we will discuss in a bit. And right. the other reason was that one of the headlining groups was a band called St. Panther, or rather a project called St. Panther. Okay. And it's been two years since I've seen St. Panther. So this is the exact same event that I went to go see this person uh exactly well roughly two years ago so it's it's lightning in a bottle striking or rather yeah rather uh lightning catching lightning in in a a bottle bottle twice yeah yeah. (laughs) fuck got it no no, no worry i'll handle the analogies okay i I got you yeah it has some fucking uh what's his name rickyisms from (laughs) i'm gonna butcher every analogy every good yeah classic so i wasn't 100 percent sure if i was gonna go to this thing I was probably somewhere around 70 to 90%. All right. So, yeah, I was uh, 70 to 90% inclined to go out to this show. And luckily, because we had the convenience of having the holiday weekend coming up with, uh, well, actually, you know, with the Thanksgiving break for most people, uh, last Wednesday would technically be a Friday because for most people's work, I suppose, uh, Thursday through Friday and rather the weekend itself would just, you know, you would get all that time off. So Wednesday was the Friday for me. And because of that, I actually reached out to Hedy FM founder, Johan, who runs a great program on Hedy FM, the website, and also tune in the app. There's tons of, tons of great original programming, and it's something that I'm also a part of as well. 
And uh, we also have the Game Rage Music Podcast playing every other week. So on the first and third uh, Thursdays of the month, I do original broadcasting. Uh, I play new music and, and do something similar to this. And every other week, so that'll be the second and fourth Thursday of the month, we'll have Game Rage music podcast episodes on Hedy FM as well. And uh, tying this back to the story, Johan was available to go to this show. So we ended up driving down to the Regent Theater as uh, our impression, or rather my impression, was that this thing was going to be held at the Love Song Bar. So I thought it was just going to be like any other show uh-huh. there. And uh, yeah. Quick so- question. Did you have to pay for parking? No, I didn't actually. Oh. Was parking f- close? Mm, no, it was like two. It was like five or six city blocks. But it was free. Yes. If it was pay, would that have influenced your decision? Hell, yeah. <laughs> Hell yes, it would. It would because some of those places around the Regent Theater itself charge. I don't know how much money. And there was a parking lot that was only charging like five bucks. But oh. since this was technically. Friday, because we we're talking about last week yeah, yeah. being equivalent of uh, last well, last Wednesday. Wednesday being, was Friday because of Thanksgiving, right? So I don't know if that would have had an impact on the price itself for that particular day because everybody was out and about and enjoying themselves and stuff. Yeah. So Johan and I of Hedy FM drove out to this event and we ended up parking like five or six blocks. Oh man, there, now now that I just remembered. <laughs> I got I got a little funny story after we talk about the event itself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we parked like five or six city blocks away from the 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 venue. Right. So okay. we're walking over. We get inside, and we're kind of just finding out where this fucking thing is because we walk into the love song bar, and the equipment that they had, the drum kit, and some of the mics were put away. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like what? Yeah. Is this thing happening or what? <laughs> Thought we were getting bamboozled. <clears throat> Wait, how long did, how early did you get there? Oh shit. By the time I picked them up, it was probably like 30 minutes before the event. So they hadn't even set the shit up yet. Well, that I was under the impression that it was gonna not I was under the impression that it was gonna happen at this place that where it's always happened, right? Oh, okay. So we're walking around and coincidentally, man, this is one of the fucking strangest things ever. Yeah. yeah. But this guy it was quite popular in music at the moment. Somebody named Idris. Uh, Idris. Idris, yeah. Okay. I, I, Idris. Like I, the letter, the number, or the, not the number, <laughs> the letter the, I. The number I. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by the number I. Because <laughs> uh, we're yeah. idiots. So Idris, the artist, somebody that has gone viral on TikTok and is probably an international sensation at this point. Somebody that also released a song with uh, Maria of the Marias, who we have talked about extensively on past episodes. That's true. I mean, I don't know if it's good or not, but hell, you can check that out for yourself. Yeah, that's true. So Idris was actually in, there's a pizza spot within the Regent Theater itself, adjacent or directly across from the Love Song Bar. So okay. if you're walking in. You have the love song bar on the right, and then you have the pizza place right next door. So we're walking between both buildings. What the fuck? Where is everybody? Yeah. We're, what's fucking going on? So we walk over to the pizza place, and then we see fucking Idris, who's 
again, the international sensation, uh, the post-punk hero or the face of post-punk. Yeah, yeah. Quite popular. I didn't actually get his autograph. I should have fucking walked oh, up. And man. then again, dude, I'm not really sure with this guy because he looks like he's kind of low-key and... Doesn't want to be bothered? Yeah, so I yeah. just... I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let him have it. I'm going to let him All have right. it. All right. So... You know, not living up to the heel fucking uh, mentality. I suppose. <laughs> And that's not going to make sense to anybody unless you listen to the wrestling podcast, which you probably should because or we're on. We talked about it on the BFN show too. Okay, fine. So you know you should listen to our other shit, is what we're saying. Yeah, if you're going to understand the context of our jokes, you you probably should yeah. check out the other podcast. Yeah, do you yourself, probably do, should. Do yourself a favor. Indeed. Anyways, sorry. Go ahead. So after we fucking, I was tripping balls over Idris being at this thing. I started piecing shit together because I remember, and I think this guy corrected me eventually, but uh, I think he was there for one of the bands. And that was one of the bands that I was out to see, which was Venus Hides. Uh-huh. So we walk into the fucking building. Johan runs into people from uh, Desert Days, which is like a festival, uh-huh. or some, some of the people from Desert Days, I suppose. And um, so he gets in a conversation, and I walk away and immediately head to the front of the stage because... I'm there for business. I'm there to get mine. I need to find out whenever Venus Hides was going to play. So it wasn't for a good minute until Venus Hides eventually hopped on stage. And the reason I was drawn to this band is because as I came to find out, or at least I was under the impression that this gentleman named Liano, whom I had known of since I believe 2019, this is somebody that used to drum for Kuko, and also, uh, I believe he also drummed for Idris, as I came to find out. But rather, what I knew him as was this person that used an SP-404 machine. He opened for Quest and Los Retros, who were also in the circle of Kuko at the time. Uh, so th- I knew Liano in that regard. And when I came to find out about Venus Hides, I didn't know anything about the band itself. I didn't know any of the members, but uh, I remember seeing a post from Zahara, who is part of Idris's band or was part of Idris's band. Uh, And also they had a project together called The Simps, which Idris and Zahara were also part of. But Zahara was also... In, she's doing her own thing now at this moment. And uh, I remember seeing some type of story on Zahara's Instagram that Liano was joining joining her for a show at the Telegram Ballroom or something like that. Or rather, his name was mentioned. So, you know, it just it started making me put things together that Liano also is in the company of Idris and his and his community. And that was kind of my motivation for going out to the show is to just to talk to this guy, to find out information and of course to get his autograph and just to get to know the band a bit more. So Venus hides eventually hops on stage and I record their entire set because you know, that's I'm, what you do. I'm fucking crazy. And I'm an archivist. I guess you could say I got to the general rule is that you only record three songs or whatever, and I do not abide by that. I think it's well, why important. Why is that a rule? 
Like, what is I, that I supposed to be I, like? I don't know what the fuck it is. I couldn't tell you. I'm not. It's just one of those things that you have to do because you only record three songs. Is yeah, that like you take so, photos and you could record videos up until. The, but I don't respect that. You're a completionist. A yes, I'm a completionist. That's what it is. And I gotta say, Venus Hides, I've never actually seen them perform for the, the the number of years that I have been following their music. It has taken a turn for the better. They've evolved their sound. They sound more on the shoegaze, grungy side. Mm-hmm. And they have some kind of flute for some reason, which is weird, but also kind of cool. Mm, yeah. And uh, yes, it was confirmed that Liano is also part of Venus Hides. Liano, again... Somebody that has been involved with projects like Idress and Kuko. I believe he was, uh-huh. at least from what I've heard uh, from one other person, an anonymous source that I'm going to not name. Uh, yes. He illustrated that Liano, this gentleman, is uh, was part of these projects. But this band is not only his band, but also his cousin's. I guess it's uh, family members and I think a friend oh, okay. that this project is uh, com- compiled of so uh after the fucking his set which was great by the way i i think people are going to be looking forward to this guy's music or rather the band itself's uh music i'm very much looking forward to it i i'm sharing with you right now that in 2024 venus hides is going to come out with their second album i can't tell you when that's going to happen but it is coming it's on the way and it's it already sounds better than their first album or their first set of songs i'm very much looking forward to that all right and i got a chance to meet a few members of the bands i got their autograph and just kind of told them that i'm a big fan of them i really enjoy their music yeah and we here at game rage music oh yeah are going to be supporting them in whatever way we can and obviously this podcast is kind of sharing a piece of their story yeah and any information provided that they can give to us we're, we're sharing with you so I spoke to Liano briefly and just uh, got the heads up and just kind of, you know, was learning more about him and telling him how I came across his band and yeah. uh, all that stuff. And then I think I spoke to his, well, this guy named Carlo. And I, I just kind of, I got his autograph and I was just asking some questions. One of the things I asked him was like, hey, what are you guys doing for 2024? And I told him like, hey, you know, there's this guy in fucking in Boyle Heights, his name's Jose Galvan, and, you know, he works for KCRW, but he's also the talent buyer for the Paramount, and, you know, I think he would be very much interested in having a band like you guys, um, just because, like, you guys are making great music, and you're, I I just think it'd be cool if you're, the stars happen to line for him to get to know you, but also book you for a show, yeah, and, you know, just have it work, work out for everybody. Right. It's like, oh, Funny thing, so this guy Carlos says funny thing. He's like, I actually worked for the owner of the Paramount at one point, and I have a pretty good relationship with him. So I think that's something that's definitely going to happen, hopefully in the future. Because uh, I guess he told the owner, uh, you know, like if you ever want to do a show, you just fucking let me know or whatever, and we could get get Jose involved and figure yeah, out yeah. like all the details and stuff. So I can't promise that that's actually going to happen, but at least the fucking likelihood is it's fairly very, high. fairly high. But yeah. it was cool to find out that little piece of information that the you know between the two of us, two people that have never met, we have uh, a connection, I suppose. So yeah, yeah, uh, it was very cool. Uh, and then we fucking waited around and waited for Saint Panther to come out, and uh, 
another great performance from St. Panther. And it was kind of a cool moment because I have her autograph, like the exact same notebook that I had two years ago. Uh, I, I presented to her presented that to her and just kind of gave, gave her heads up like, Hey, I don't know if you remember two years ago, but when you yeah, were playing yeah. at the love song bar, you know, you, you autographed this notebook and just want to say, I'm a big fan of you. And, you know, I, I try to support your music wherever I can. And I work for an online radio station to, uh, to promote your music and stuff. And she signed the exact same page and everything. And it was pretty cool. cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that more or less like wrapped up the night and, Somewhere in the mix with this artist called Maylee Todd, I told Johan, I'm like, hey, I think that's fucking Maylee Todd. And he's like, oh, I don't know about that. He's like, maybe it might be. He's like, you're fucking calling shit tonight. Like nothing. And uh, so I, you know, at some point I go home and I check my phone and go to fucking Maylee Todd's stories yeah. and we're in the exact same outfit. So really fucking strange night, just weird shit happening. And uh so eventually we leave the venue and I'm fucking walking back and, you know, me not paying attention. I'm, I was kind of scared, man, because knowing how the homeless are rampant in Los Angeles, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you know where this is going, but I stepped in a pile of shit. Oh, God. Like human shit. I don't know if it was human shit. I'm more inclined to believe it was dog because it was kind of small and... Hey, man, <laughs> the homeless don't eat a lot. So, I mean, yeah. their shits aren't that big. True. But, so... I try not to think about it, but <laughs> <laughs> it's still on my mind that I either stepped in human shit or fucking. I either stepped in human shit or dog shit. One of the two things, because I did see a dog walk. I don't fucking know, dude. I'm not really sure. I'm I'm kind of salty about it. Uh, you know, I would be super salty about it too, because that's that's not something. That's not a way you want to. That's not what a way you want to end or begin or in the middle of any fucking time. Yeah, is by stepping in what you what could possibly be human shit. The fact, okay, here's the fact that you have to question whether or not it's human or dog shit is already a problem. Yeah. So I just can't. I you know I think I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go talk to uh, Millennial Frog and well, I think maybe his next album is gonna be like I just you know, stepped in dog I just shit. stepped in dog <laughs> shit or something like that. Yeah. I just stepped in a homeless person's dog shit or a homeless person's shit. I don't know. Yeah. Something to that effect, I think. Homeless shit. Maybe that's the name of the album. Homeless shit. Yeah. Rated R. <laughs> yeah. So other than that, really fucking good night. And Stranger Things happened. Uh on on our drive back to go get ramen. Uh, I have KCRW usually on on my radio station in my car, and uh, good old Jocelyn was played on KCRW. Oh. Other than besides somebody like Jose, who usually you know is in the past has played her, it was actually somebody else named Dan Wilcox, and I thought fucking funny because you know this is a year and three months too fucking late because very you know we hear. At Game oh. Rage Music are fucking ahead of the curve, and also at Heady FM, which yeah. is something I'm also part of. We did not hesitate to to fucking get to a quick step to to Jocko Teen's music. We did we did everything that we could yeah. to support her music, and to hear Dan Wilcox play her is way too fucking late, frankly. So true, but I mean, you know, at least it's getting around now. Yeah, you know, which which is which is good, which is good. Yeah, I mean, it's great for her, and you know, 
But a day late and a dollar short. A day late, a dollar short, whatever phrase you could, want to... Could have been on the cutting edge. Could have been on the cutting edge. But not. Yeah. But now, now just, just now, instead of being ahead of the curve, maybe slightly behind the curve, if not, maybe all right with the curve, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, shit, I don't know how boring or how great that was of a segment, but, again, it. I want you guys to know what my experiences are in the music industry. I'll try to be as transparent as possible. And, uh, yeah, and it's just cataloging my thoughts and coming across some of the faces in the music industry itself, whether it's artists or even fucking management or whatever. It's just, I want to dedicate a little bit of time to this type of shit. And maybe you can help me out in the future to make it fucking enjoyable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, with, with suggestions or, uh, I don't know. (laughs) Things to talk about. <laughs> right. So. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know if you have anything to say. No, it. I mean, I, this is an excellent story. All right. So, the main course of the podcast is, where do you draw the line for an artist? It, and this can mean in any regard. It could be political opinions. It could be truancy to shows. It could be the removal of band members. Um, any 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 of those cases. Uh, what, what are so, now that you've are now somewhat invested in the music industry? Yeah, since you're part of this podcast. Uh, what well, are and also the, a you know produced recording artist as well. So you know. oh, correct. <laughs> yes. Uh, what what do you believe about? this particular subject because i've been thinking about it for a minute yeah uh one particular example and is she a good person i i could mostly say yes right you're talking about uh the, the lauren hill thing no i was gonna oh, say what you talking about taylor swift okay so taylor swift the swifties what, what happened the swifties. now okay i think it's somewhat problematic to have somebody like taylor swift Convince two. I, I can't remember if it's two hundred thousand or two million people to vote to register to vote in twenty twenty four. Because whether she has whether she's given people an inclination of her political perspective or uh-huh. where she falls party wise, I think it's a dangerous fucking thing to have celebrities dictate what people should be doing and. That for me is something that borderline crosses my uh, my threshold of what I can deal with as far as an artist. Because I'm, I don't think I want to know what an artist's political opinion is. Granted, if you have the balls to do it, more power to you. And if we align politically or socially or whatever, anything like that, great. I mean, fuck, that's fine, but. It's just very dangerous to have something like that happen where, you know, what if it's not Taylor Swift? What if somebody, I, I don't know, what if the next Hitler fucking <laughs> is an artist? Yeah, maybe. Like a, a musician and is preaching about some certain things and he has 10 million people yeah, at his well. command ready to vote a certain way. I, I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm down with that, but... uh all right. Again, I mean that's this is my own personal thing. So this is a yeah, conversation yeah. about, you know, where do you kind of draw the line for 
an artist uh, for you personally? I think, okay, I think the line is just, it's it's going to be subjective to each artist. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be across the board, right? I, for me, at least. I, I think that, yes, certain bands, okay, Metallica being one of them, could probably do any of those things that you said, and I'm still probably not going to, I don't know if there is a line with them. Now, a band that I also like, maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, I like uh, Sabaton or whatever the hell, Sabat- Sabaton, Sabaton, Sabaton. I don't know what you say. But I like them a lot, and I think that the line is a lot lower, depending, you know, uh, maybe it's not necessarily political, or I don't really care what they think about that, but if, like, oh, the truancy to shows or canceling, if I, if I was personally affected, then, yeah, that may be the line of, like, oh, fuck these guys, I'm out. Um, but, like I said, I think it's artist-specific, for me at least, and let's just go to the Taylor Swift thing for a minute. Let's okay. just let's just kind of ex- examine that. So, a yeah, I don't know if she's out there telling people how to vote. Okay, I don't know enough to about this to say if she's doing that. But but what if she says it? Uh, just to cut you off real quickly, yeah. Like, an example would be <clears throat> without saying she is liberally inclined. Mm-hmm. She's pro-abortion, so she shows that in photos that she's supporting. In, in protest or whatever. Right. So that would be a way in which she indirectly says that. Sure. And I think that, so yeah, so I think that if, I think we need to have some sort of a, it needs to be like an anti-lobbying kind of law where if there's, if a celebrity or whatever the, I don't know, threshold is of followers or whatever the determination is of what deems you being a celebrity, if you're going to be involved in, encouraging people to vote then you cannot state publicly what your political opinions are if you're going to be on a campaign to encourage people to vote you shouldn't be out there also espousing whatever if you're a celebrity now if you're a politician okay that's kind of your job right that's a little different you can go out there and tell people to encourage them to vote and then say what you're espousing politically because you are a political figure. So I think it's different for artists because of the, you know, listen, uh, Ted Cruz doesn't have fucking 2 million followers on fucking Twitter or whatever, I doubt, right? No. And if he did, they're all going to be people who vote for him or vote anyways. So the people who follow Taylor Swift are likely, potentially a majority of them very young, just coming of voting age, and then also susceptible to, you know the advertising or whatever of being told, hey, go vote, and then vote this certain way. Yes. But we also have to examine the same thing could be applied to the political action committees and the things that exist that make commercials that encourage people to go vote and to vote a certain way. Vote no on this. Vote yes on that. Um, you've seen that. We we've all fucking seen those campaigns. Right. Um, so then there's an argument to be made that, well, Taylor Swift encouraging people to vote is positive because people should get out and have their opinions heard and they should vote. Yes. Her also saying, hey, I think you should vote this way is essentially the equivalent of one of those ads on TV. All right, that's fair. Right? I mean, that's the inverse of that. That's yeah. the, the opposite argument. That's the devil's advocate argument saying... And it is, you know... <clears throat> It is the case also that stopping them from talking what to say whatever they which they are free to do. Yeah. Cuz they ha- they do have, you know, the they have free speech. Sure, they, yeah. They could, absolutely. And I don't want to impede on that, but fuck, man. <clears throat> it does seem fucking yeah. rather 
precarious. Yeah. When you and it's it seems kind of scummy too because especially when you know you've got a large fan base of people ready to do whatever command you give them. Because yeah, we can't we can't lie about that. You you do have some kind of you have influence, power, right? Yeah, power and influence. That's what. That's kind of what goes along with being a quote-unquote celebrity. No matter no matter if you're on the A list or the Z list, you still have some sort of influence and some sort of power if you have any type of celebrity or fame whatsoever. And I do think that it, you know, it's a responsibility, I guess, but also just do whatever the fuck you want, you know? I mean... If people, and this is the other thing, you are also risking potentially turning off a portion of the fan base because... Maybe half the country. Sure. If if you want to vote a certain way and those people that maybe were your fans that leaned the other direction uh, decide, well, maybe that's the line for them. Oh, you know what? Now this artist has come out and encouraged people to vote one one direction and I'm the opposite direction. I can no longer support this artist. I think that's the line for a lot of fucking people uh, in terms of if someone's political views don't align with their own, I think they stop listening and stop. I mean, I've I've asked, you know, Katie this question before about like, oh, really? oh, where's the line? Like, what's the line? And she basically says, obviously for her, it's like any any homophobic or racist stuff is obviously the line for her. But realistically, uh, because she is such a lefty, Anything that's a little more to the right than she really can tolerate is is that's the line for her. Like if if the I don't know who is it. Uh, like well, she likes five finger death punch. So I asked her. I'm like, okay, five finger death punch, right? This is not an indictment on five finger death punch, but this is just the fact. We're, we're using the example, right? Yeah. But but this is an example using facts. Five finger death punch could be considered, and I feel is is a bootlicker type fucking right wing band. Right. They do a lot of pro-military stuff. They do a lot of support the police. And and my wife is very much uh, the opposite to that. And so I ask her, I'm like, well, how do you how do you justify? Maybe this is something we should have her talk about herself. Yeah. But it's interesting just to see, like, how do you justify enjoying their songs? (coughs) And then, oh, you can kind of look away from this. She's like, yeah, I hate the fact that they're right wing and bootlicker. But, man, they have some they have some bangers. And. That's kind of how I feel in general, too, is I'm just like, eh, you know, I don't know if there's anything politically or any views. Obviously, if somebody's going to be like, oh, yeah, I like to eat babies, like, eh, probably, I like to eat babies. I might, I might draw the line there. I yeah. might, but, but you know what, though? If they fucking put out a couple good fucking bangers, man, I may say, mm, as long as you're not eating my babies, I don't know. I might be okay with this. Or I might be like, eh, I'll just pretend I didn't hear that. So as long as it's not harmful, sure. I mean, you know, they're not they're not directing people to go eat babies themselves. Yeah, or, then I would say, eh, you know, maybe I can look the other way. Uh, if if they put out some fucking great music, yes. <clears throat> so and, and that's and also it's a free country, dude. True, it is. It is a free country, and and again, they have the freedom to make their opinions known. As I also have the freedom to disagree with them and then no longer listen or continue to listen. Yes, it's just like with anything, you know. If if and, and that's I think the problem with most, you know, like the major corporations is they want to appeal to the same majority, to the vast majority of people. So that's why everything nowadays and content wise is kind of homogenized. It's kind of like boiled down to just oh, very the pasty. 
yeah, it's a very pasty fucking uh, colorless fucking commentary on whatever it is you're talking about. It's like the news. It's just very bland. That's the word I'm looking for. It's very bland. And there's no risk taken because they don't want to risk offending anyone and alienating part of their audience. So they just say, oh, you know what? We're just gonna we're just gonna like put this right down the middle. We're not gonna talk about anything controversial. We're not gonna talk about anything that's even remotely considered dangerous at all. We're gonna just fucking be done with it, and we're just gonna gloss over it. And we're gonna talk about nice, wholesome, fucking cookie cutter stories or whatever. Um, and then we're gonna just keep it like that so that we can maintain maximum number of people following us. Because that that's an that, that's a side effect of you spouting off your opinions. Yeah, people are going to disagree and people are likely going to no longer listen or there's going to be a contingent of people that don't listen to you anymore or no longer support you. Right now, here's the question. Does the number of people that are going to disappear? Is it lower or higher than the number of people you're going to gain? Because there is also an inverse effect uh, effect of that. If you let's say you come out as super left maybe some lefties that didn't listen to you, now that they found out that you're a lefty, oh, man, I love Taylor Swift now. They're going to start listening and start supporting you, right? That's also going to happen. Yes. So it has to be a calculated risk, I think, if someone is going to... And I think that's why you kind of maybe see a little later in people's careers that once they start to maintain or they need to maintain relevance, they start their opinions start being kind of flushed out there because then as long as you maintain relevance if your audience was waning and starting to go down a little bit or maybe you weren't really maintaining your high numbers cool let me alienate half of my audience but if i pick a side maybe that side's gonna bring me more people than i lose and then i get a net gain out of it you know what i'm saying yeah so i kind of think there's a little aspect of that too in some of these people who start kind of going down this road and now i'm not saying taylor swift is but you're not going to hit 100% of the time, dude. You're not. And the one time it's you a fucking risk. hit wrong, yes, it's you're, cal- you're going to pay for it. Oh, yeah. It's a very calculated... Well, I think it should be a very calculated risk if you're going to be a sort of mainstream celebrity and take a stance. Because, again, you're either you're rolling the dice either way. Because yeah, you, you don't know how this is going to go. You don't. And you could have all the fucking factors and all the... I don't know you analytics that you could that you could possibly muster. <laughs> yeah, we have we have papers, we have research that yeah. suggests that the right side is actually Palestine. <laughs> like right, yeah, exactly. And then and then if they, you could have all these fucking documents, but and all these experts tell you what to do, but at the end of the day, none of them can predict how it's going to roll because it could also roll the third way, which is both sides say, "Man, fuck this person," and then nobody listens to you, and then yeah. you lost all your audience. You're, you're being disingenuous. Yeah, yes, and that could be it too. Fuck you! Like we don't care what you think because we know you're you're we're using you're using this moment to capitalize for an audience. Yeah, and not to say not to pick a side in this issue, but like you with the Palestine and Israel thing, there's been a lot, and we kind of talked about this a little bit before, but there's been a lot of motherfuckers that have come out and picked a side, right? And you can see that. If you choose one side, yes, you are 100% losing the other side. Yeah, you are. But you're also gaining because people will latch onto you and say, oh, look at this guy. This guy believes in what I say. Oh, yeah, I support this guy. So you're also gaining. So really, it just depends what side you think has the bigger numbers and uh, whatever. That could be that could be the decision factor yeah. in, in which side some of these celebrities choose. Who knows? Because uh, I don't know if they're being genuine and actually 
publicly putting out what their opinion is. Yeah, shit. So, I, I still don't have an opinion on that shit. It's not for it's not for this it's not for indifference. It's just dude, there's too much shit going on and it's hard to pick apart what is valid information. Cause shit, the whole thing with the hospital thing. Yeah. The, I still don't the, know what the fuck happened with, with that. the missile. Whether it was Israel itself or fucking Hamas yeah. that did it, I don't fucking know. And, dude, I, I don't think people should be fucking penalized for not having an opinion. Like, yeah, when it comes to things that matter to people, I mean, shit, you're working, you're worried about taking care of your job, do, doing whatever, getting paid, making sure you eat, making yeah. sure you have shelter, right? Taking care of your family, and I'm not gonna fucking penalize somebody for doing that like i i I know we're kind of getting off on a tangent but if you don't have an opinion on fucking israel and hamas dude that's also fine no no, i i I don't have a problem with that yeah i don't think that's a problem either i don't think that people should also and that's another thing too i don't think people should be forced into picking a side yeah in anything not just that specifically but i don't think a celebrity or an artist or whoever should be forced to give out what their opinion is also yeah i think that hey if they want to just keep that shit to themselves and that's another thing you know everybody talks about voting well you're you know you are very much allowed to maintain privacy when it comes to how you vote you don't have to fucking tell anybody what you what you voted or how you voted and if that's your uh, that's what you want to do then fuck do it don't tell nobody just keep that shit to yourself you know yeah um and you shouldn't have to worry about... I don't think people should... like. I agree with you, is what I'm saying. A long-winded way of saying I agree with you, that I don't think anyone should be penalized for not saying their opinion. Because it's also very valid to say, hey, man, there's not enough facts here that have been come out yet, especially in today's modern world. And that's the problem with a lot of celebrities doing sending out their opinions is a lot of times they do it way too fast because they think they want to be on the front end of, oh, I was one of the first ones. I was the first one. They want to be on that end, but then it's like, oh, when it comes out that, oh, shit, it actually, this was the opposite, and you were actually wrong because you went off of bad information, especially in today's modern world with not to knock Twitter or not to knock any of the social media things, but you've got a thousand amateur fucking reporters or a million, or whatever the number is, that people that out there, basically any person with a cell phone is now an amateur fucking reporter. Fucking armchair journalist. Yeah, and you can literally sit there and take a video of some shit from a certain angle that shows it a certain way, and then some other asshole down the street took it from a different angle, which showed it in a completely different light. And, so now you have two conflicting stories of the same exact fucking image. And you only have 15 seconds, you have 30, and somebody else has a minute, and right. you don't get the whole full You never context. get the full picture, and it's always... It's it's always well. This is what people base their opinions on: is clips and and angles and fucking all kinds of weird shit. And it's like, okay, you should just take a chill pill and you should just wait and see what more, as the facts come out as they are released. Let let this thing play out a little bit before you jump on a a fucking side and potentially alienate half your fucking audience. Yes, or more than half your audience, depending on what kind of audience you had to begin with. So, yes. you know, I don't know. It's fucking ridiculous. Right. I think they should just shut their mouths. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I I genuinely respect people's right for free speech. Yeah. I just, I don't know about artists, dude. I really don't know. I mean, sure, you may be a fucking genius. You may look into every comment, oh, yeah. every Maybe. political hot topic, and you may be fucking well-versed in all all the information and everything, but yeah. it's just, it's it's a lot, man, and... What it boils down to for me is that 
When you go out to a show, you're out there to have a good time. You're not there to be fucking lectured about yes the world's problems and True. shit. We already know it's bad, dude. Or maybe it's good. I mean, yeah, whatever. It's good here in the U.S. Like, sure, we got problems overseas and shit, and maybe we're we're gonna escalate to World War Three. But right now, dude, I get to eat, I get to yeah. live, I get to work. I don't gotta generally. I don't gotta worry about anybody coming to my house and killing me. So you yeah. know, or killing me on the streets when I'm fucking walking through. Life's yeah, life's mostly good. Yeah, and uh, when you go to a show, like you know, maybe you fucking had a hard day. And the one thing you're looking forward to is going to that show and having an escape from reality itself. And maybe the last thing you want to hear is somebody saying free Palestine or like, you know, support Israel or whatever. That's true. Uh, You don't need your escape bringing you back to reality. Yeah. And that's one of the things I think a lot of these people need to recognize, like the select or the artists need to recognize. Yeah. Is for a lot of their fans, they are an escape from fucking reality. Yeah, just doing what what they love, which is playing music, it it's enough, dude. It's a, it's literally enough for you to do that. Yeah. You don't have to tell me anything. Nope. I appreciate yeah. you fucking coming out and playing your music, <clears throat> me having a good time. That's yeah. that's where it is. That's where it is. We had an even exchange. I paid my fucking $25. Yeah. You played me an hour or thereabouts of your music. Right. And we had an even exchange of of I don't know our currencies, your musical currency, and my actual currency, and I got to escape my fucking problems for an hour or whatever the fuck, my, <laughs> my, my shitty life right. that I am running from right. for an hour, and I don't have to worry about. Yeah. So thank you for that. Don't tell me. I don't need to hear any other shit. Right. I don't need to bring, be brought back into reality during, during the fucking the performance. Yeah. And, you know, on your part, the, the, the easiest thing you could do is just fucking walk out and... That's true. You lose 15 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever amount you paid. Just bite the bullet on that if you don't want to deal with that shit. So I guess that's one solution of how you go about that. Uh, So I guess my question to you next is Uh where does truancy and canceling shows fall in the scope of this subject? Is it just completely outright unacceptable for an artist to miss a date to for you to miss a show because of the fact they couldn't get their shit together. All right. So I think that it's, it's going to be circumstantial. Clearly. I think that it's okay. One time, Hey, shit happens. Sometimes there's an emergency. There's sometimes shit goes down. I can be accepting an understanding of that as long as tickets are refunded. Yes, sir. Right. But if it starts happening more than once, if it becomes a habit, if it becomes, let's just call it the norm, for lack of a better term, yes, then that's not acceptable. I think that if you can't get your shit together, if you've got a drug problem, if you've got a fucking alcohol problem, if you've got a fucking mental health problem, if you've got a fucking whatever problem, those things, yes, they are problems. However, they're not my problem. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're my not, problem yeah. is... I paid money to come to this show. I, I drove my ass to wherever the fuck it is. Because let's be real. Even if we're living in Southern California, unless you live in one of the major fucking cities, like, again, L.A., San Francisco, fucking whatever, maybe Sacramento. Unless you live in that city proper, you're going to have to drive for at least probably an hour. Everywhere in the country to go to a show, right? To, to your local main Shit, maybe even town. further in the Midwest. Maybe you got to drive four hours. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're going to have to drive, like, at least an hour. So... 
if I drove my ass, spent the gas money, paid for this fucking ticket, bought the two drink fucking minimum, uh, fucking paid for parking out here in Southern California. I'm sure that's a thing everywhere else, but you know, paying for parking, let's say, uh, by the time I'm done with it and I've spent 150 to $200 to see fucking some artist that I wanted to see. And I get there and they come out and just say, Hey, I'm not feeling it tonight or <laughs> fucking, uh, I'm just, I'm not, I'm just, I'm not doing it. I'm not having a good time guys. I'm just, I'm not gonna, I can't do this. And then just walk out. I would be fucking furious. I, I might start a riot. I yeah. think that's to me, a riot is the only acceptable way to respond <laughs> to an artist doing that so if i for example if i was at the lauren hill show yes that that would that was my the what i was hoping to lead to so yeah. thank you for segue oh you're welcome i kind of figured that was where i was going see the good chemistry we got going here so if i was at that show i would have fucking started a riot chairs would have been thrown if they weren't bolted to the ground uh drinks would have been thrown uh, I would have literally started chanting rush the stage rush the stage <laughs> and then you know because again they can't stop all of us I mean, there's only like six dudes on security, uh, and there's what a couple hundred people there. Shit, even if I have fucking twenty people roll up, oh, we'll take them. We can take those assholes. Yeah. And then now, once we get up there, I don't know where it goes from there. But regardless, the message has been sent that we're not going to take this horse shit. And and that's I think what really needs to be done to artists who do that is they need to have riots started at their shows um some form of accountability so that yeah they, there's a little bit of fear of fear of god in them well because <laughs> i'm not getting my money back i You're already not, know that yeah. i'm not getting my money back so if you came out and did one song or two and a half songs and then said hey you know what guys my my fucking chakras are not aligned tonight my chakra yes dude <laughs> or whatever the fucking my cheese are out of whack my vibes are not quite right yeah the my- feng shui in this venue is not doing it for me so i gotta leave dude. i I would I would be saying that that artist should be maybe the first time this happens just a small riot but the second time it happens they should be beaten within an inch of their life. I mean really that's the only acceptable form to to encourage this to not happen again because if this is going to become a thing then you should just quit. You should just stop doing shows and just fuck straight off. Go back to doing fuck just make albums who cares? Yeah. Don't fucking get these hard working fucking people to come to your shit and then you fiddle fuck them on the back end. Yeah. I mean, for Lauren Hill, I'm, I'm just using this as an example. She's been well, doing Because it happens. You know? Yeah. It, it's something that she's been doing consistently. Yeah. For X amount of years. I mean, since the activity of the roots in, in Lauren Hill by herself as a solo project. Uh-huh. I mean, dude, there's a fucking subreddit. I think I sent it to you. Yeah, yeah. That had thousands upon thousands of comments that said, I drove out four fucking hours. I got a babysitter to uh, to take care of my kids so I can come to this fucking show. And, of course, it's a picture of some show, whatever part of the world they're from, canceled. Lauren Hill fucking canceled. And, uh, you know, she goes on... I think here in Los Angeles, she does a show and gives an explanation that she's doing the will of God. She basically gave a whole spiel about why she doesn't feel like she has to apologize for her behavior. And I'm just, I'm like, that would be the fucking, that would be the fucking line. line. That's it, dude. That would be it. If if you can't even just say, hey, sorry, or thank you for being patient. Damn, yeah. Yeah. That's all you got to do is just say, hey, guys. One of those two things. Yeah. One of those two things. I'm fucking sorry. Yeah. Hey, man, she's going full heel mentality. (laughs) Hey, dude, yeah, I guess more power to her then. (laughs) 
Uh, hey, maybe we should try to recruit her to the stable. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Game bro. Rage Magazine presents Lauren Hill canceled tour. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you something, brother. Uh, yeah, so I think truancy is definitely like on the high end of uh, where I draw the line for a band. Uh, do you have anything else to add for this particular? Uh, um, this I'm case? just trying to think of what else could be something that would really piss me off. That would just turn me off completely. Okay, I got one, but this All one's right. more mild. Uh, so recently, Slipknot replaced their drummer. I got to look up his name real quick. So he replaced the original drummer or filled in for him. Uh-huh. No, replaced is the more appropriate, appropriate word. Uh, what's his name? Jay. Oh my god, this is terrible. I'm sorry. I'm 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 I, you know, it's fine. I mean, you know, we, we got to look shit up every once in a while. It's not like we're fucking, you know. Well, you're you're a savant. I'm I'm Jay not, Weinberg. Jay Weinberg, all right. So, this is somebody that replaced the original drummer of Slipknot, uh which was Joey Jordanson. Um I'm going to be honest, I'm not really entirely familiar with the entire crew because uh, at this point, everybody has been replaced at some point. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know who the fuck is what. Who, who is what, what number? Yeah. I I know Corey Taylor, and that's as much that's, as I that's as far know. as it gets. However, getting back on this subject, Jay Weinberg has been removed from the Slipknot roster, and there's been somewhat of a, of upheaval with somebody like that because he seemed to be a member that was adored by fans and such. And people are starting to turn on Corey Taylor a little bit. So my question to you is, is there a circumstance in which maybe there is a lineup change, whether that's through Metallica or even yeah. like a band that you really appreciate, that it, it's just so disheartening to see so much change that it doesn't even feel like the original lineup. Like, is there a band that you really... All right, this, this is going to kind of... This is going to probably sound fucked. All right. All right, here we go. But... Everybody's I mean this. I they are, except for one person. All right, <laughs> and I don't mean this to say that their contributions are Ooh. low. I don't mean this to say that they're not as just as important yes. as every other member of the band. However, you have to call spade a spade, right? You got to recognize what it is. All right, all right. In my opinion, once the music has already been written, so for a band like Metallica. Yes, sir. Okay, they are still maybe making new albums. I don't know if they're still doing that, but I think they got one more on the way. I think that sure, I think they yeah. This, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah. But for Metallica, let's just say the majority of the songs past have already been fucking made, right? Yes, their best days are behind them. So correct, all, all their best music was back then. So if they replaced everyone, with the exception of James Hetfield, okay, the lead singer, yes. Would, and they went on tour. Would I really be able to tell the difference that it's not Lars fucking playing the drums or it's not fucking, uh, what's his name, playing fucking bass or it's not fucking, you know, would I, would, I, would I know that? I don't think so. I don't think I would be able to notice because you can, you can learn, anybody could learn how to play those songs, right? Yes. With enough practice and enough fucking, you know, Drive. You could learn how to play those songs. So I, I have a counterpoint to okay, what you're saying. But okay, continue. But what I'm saying is, is I draw the line when it becomes noticeable. So if the drummer's not playing, 
as good or not playing the song correctly, then yeah, I'd be like, what the fuck? This doesn't, this is not, this is fucked up. And I'm sure that they would kick the guy out because he says it sounds fucked up. So theoretically you could play, replace everyone else. But if you replaced the lead singer, I would immediately fucking know. I would know immediately. And I would, I would probably not be in favor of it because damn, I was going to say now that there is an exception <clears throat> to that. Okay. But go ahead. All right. So I think that the, any other member of the band is replaceable except for the fucking the, the front man because that's that's what you recognize the most because mm. you again this is gonna sound bad but any asshole can learn how to play a fucking song okay <laughs> i'm just saying i i probably with enough time i could probably learn to do yeah. enter sandman okay yeah. on the drums i could probably learn how to do it on the guitar yes with enough time so i could never Sing like fucking James Hetfield in in Enter Sandman. I can never repeat. I can never repeat the way he sounds. I can never fucking do that. Right, right. And now there's an ex, there is an exception to that rule as well because that dude from Journey, the that Malaysian guy. Get, yeah, okay, getting, oh good. Yeah. See, we're on the same wavelength here. This is fucking weird. This is fucking weird, man. This is this is some good shit right here. Shit. Yeah, go ahead. So that guy, they found him in a fucking bar somewhere, and he sounds fucking exactly. Like the like fucking what's his name? Uh, uh, Steve Perry. Steve Perry, yeah. He sounds fucking exactly like Dude, him. If not, he actually sounds. He fucking, sounds better, maybe. Yes, yes. But again, that's the exception, not the rule. Yeah. So if you can again, Journey had been dead for fucking ever because obviously he was dead or not around. So if you find that guy who can sound just like or better, then yes, you can do what they did and go on tour again. I don't know if they made another album or not, but. Yeah, I think they made one more, but yeah. yeah. Okay, so they, they made a new album. You can do that, but that's a one in a fucking billion yeah. chance. There's yeah. no fucking way. If if it would have been... Uh, okay, uh, fuck, the one that the guy from Creed... Uh, shit. There's a band that he made, or he was in, after Creed. I don't know if we talked about it on here or not. Yeah, we did. Uh, fuck, why can't I remember the goddamn name? Um, fuck. Hold on, let me just look it up because I need to know Creed guy. Yeah, so that's where I was going after, with okay. with uh, the one time that you can get away with replacing a vocalist is whatever journey magically stumbled upon this guy from the Philippines or yeah uh, could sing exactly if not better than Steve Perry. And even he fucking acknowledges like yeah it, it works. <laughs> yeah, I mean it it fucking does it does fucking. It's just rare, dude. It's just rare that that shit happens. But uh, yeah. Uh, oh, art, art of anarchy. That was the name of the band that okay. that Scott Stapp. They hired him to be the lead singer, right? And then he fucked off, and he what? He made like one album with them, and goddamn, you know what though? It sounded fucking good, man. It was fucking great. All right. And and listen, I'm a fucking yeah. Maybe I'm a Creed Mark. All right. I don't know. It's I right, just right. I, I hear that fucking can you yeah. Me? I hear that song, man, and it just I start floating like that meme or whatever. Oh, yeah, the dude, and it's like it's like white people music, and he's like, yeah, <laughs> he poses. He's like, hey, Billy, and then he's just he starts floating, and then he's like, wow, that and his eyes go white, and then like and then the other guy's like, oh shit, and then he starts floating, and then I'm like, all right, but anyways, there's something about that that just gets you, and. They they kind of he kind of brought that energy to this other band yeah and fucked off and then he has a very distinct voice and once he had that sound in there it kind of just fizzled after that like they couldn't get nobody else to be the lead singer and it kind of just fell apart after that 
So even though they're not a huge fucking, they weren't a huge thing, um, I think that the same thing still applies. If you have system of a down, let's say, and you, and you replace Surge Tankian, it's not the, it's it's not the same. It's yeah. probably going to be garbage. I'm probably not going to like it. Yeah, and you get scars on Broadway. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I also did like scars on Broadway. So I'm not but, saying it's bad, yeah. Right, I, I like them but too. it's not fucking system it, of a well, down. No, it's not system of a down. It's system of a down light. Mm. Um, when they broke up, right, or they fucked off, yeah. then, okay, he's they still went and wanted to do shit, so they made scars on Broadway. Yeah. And they made pretty good music. It, again, like you said, it's not system of a down, but... If you get fucking any fucking other, and then that's the other thing too. Okay, you look at the pop stars, right? Like Taylor Swift. Okay, who's Taylor Swift? She's the fucking main event. She's the only thing. So if you, I mean, I imagine the record company owns Taylor Swift the likeness. So like, if they just Taylor Swift decided to fuck off one day and not do it, I'm sure if they replaced her with another blonde lady who sounded similar and just called her Taylor Swift, it's like the Diesel thing for wrestling. Like when they when they left and they had Diesel and Razor Ramon, but they owned the characters. So they kept, they got these guys that kind of looked like them. They were just great value fucking Diesel and <laughs> Razor Ramon. But the WWF owned the names, so they could still do that. And so yeah. I'm sure the record labels might try to pull that off one day yeah. if, if it were to happen, if they had a big enough star that they thought they could maybe pull it off with. Yeah. Um, you know, fuck it. That's, that, but I would know, and I probably would be like, mm, this is not the sign of like this. Uh, Spice Girls or, or the, the boy bands, probably same thing. You could probably replace a couple of them. But the the leading dude, like uh, what do you call it in in uh, sync? You you probably can't replace Justin Timberlake in that. Um, I think you could because I mean, if you take out the exception of his career after after fucking in sync. Well, but I'm saying what I'm saying is in those in sync songs, him and then the other guy were like highly the two primary. I, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah I can't I remember you, his name, but about, they're yeah. the two primary guys that were like, I guess you could call them the lead singers. Yeah. So you could probably replace the other three assholes and nobody would fucking ever know. True. But those two guys, it would sound different if you didn't have those two guys in there. Yeah. So, I, you know, I guess my counterpoint to your, 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 your argument is mm-hmm. that, uh, I think it does matter because when I think of Guns N' Roses, when they came back in 2007, mm-hmm. where they were touring as Guns N' Roses with Axl Rose and an entirely different roster, yeah. Buckethead was the lead guitar in that. And when when he was part of Guns N' Roses, it was nothing like what Slash was. Yeah. And it, it didn't even feel like Guns N' Roses. And even the music of Guns N' Roses at that time with Chinese democracy was just... I mean, it was interesting, but was it Guns N' Roses? No, and I think part of it was due to the fact that, you know, because of the fact Axl Rose had basically replaced everybody with people that he right put in. It, and see, it, here's the other thing, too. That's an example. Okay, and maybe the Metallica one's a bad example because maybe because Lars Ulrich is such a fucking profound drummer. Yeah. I'm sure I'd notice. Just like with Guns N' Roses, Slash was such a fucking legendary guitar player. Yeah. You'd notice when he's not around. But with most bands, that's not, there's not a, the, the drummer or the fucking guitar, they're, they're not like legendary figures essentially in a lot of different bands. So, like, even let's say with local bands, you'd probably not notice if the bassist fucking changed. I did, man. I did. So, quick, quick conversation. All right, let's hear it. All right. Let's hear quick, it. Quick conversation because it's relevant. Right, for this, for the, uh, I, I mentioned in the past that I went out to the show at this place called The Resident. Yeah, and it was with this band called uh, Introverted Funk and Grisol, another project, and August Eve or the artist now known as uh, Evita. Yeah. Uh, so Introverted Funk, I don't know what the fuck happened, but uh-huh. 
the bass player that I know is seemingly not part of the band anymore. And well, did you notice because you know the guy or person? Yes, it's personal to me. Right. I understand. It, so if it, you didn't know, if you just heard them, mm. do you think you'd be able to tell that that wasn't the person doing the bass anymore? It'd be it'd be <laughs> it'd be interesting to know personally because it'd be great if I didn't know them personally. If it mattered to me, because I feel like this guy, uh, what's the word? His method of playing is obviously different from the right. previous person, and that's noticeable to me. And it's obvious because you know I pay attention to that. Yeah. But if I was a regular fan, like, would it be something? I don't. I don't know. That's just a hypothetical situation. Sure, yeah. I won't know the answer. It's to. just curious to note. Yeah. Would you? Would you think if you didn't know the guy, would you maybe not notice? Because that's the only reason you probably even noticed that it was a different dude. Yeah. Most bands that I go see. I'm going to be you, honest. You don't, you don't I don't a give shit. a shit. I don't yeah. know who the fuck the drummer is. Hell, most of the time, I don't even know who the fuck the name of the lead singer is, okay? <laughs> yeah, like, true. I just fucking go because yes, I like right. the music. You're right, because you are... I'm the casual fan, you're right? The, you're, the, you're the every person for this podcast. Yes. And you, I think to some... Yeah, I think you're right. And um, But again, just to illustrate a point, um, you know, after I found out that he wasn't part of the band, you know, dude, I, I don't know if this makes me want to listen to the band less, but it definitely did not encourage me to listen to them more. Damn. <laughs> um, because as far as I know, this person has been involved in the project prior to this project even existing when there was a previous project hmm. called uh, Ambiguous Culture, which was, you know, the guitar player and, and the bass player, they had a project with the guitar player's brother. So it was them three, right? And then after the fa- after the fact, this band introverted cunt. Uh, cunt. <laughs> what a great fucking dude. Introverted cunt. Introverted, cunt. <laughs> introverted funk was born out of this, right? Because, yeah. you know, this, uh, the guitar player got his girlfriend uh, involved and she's the vocalist uh-huh. or whatever. So it was like them three. So it's like, fuck, man, now it's, the project mostly was between the girlfriend and the yeah. guitar player. But now that this guy's out of the picture, it's like, ah, shit, well, lost one of the originals. And now some of the the legacy of the band is gone. Like, I've seen that band go through changes like yeah. fucking, you know, I mean, like you change your fucking bed sheets on a weekly basis. And I get it, dude. The struggle's fucking real for bands. Like, because... It does occur within the music realm that you know you're not gonna have your fucking bandmates available to available to you all the time because they may be guns for hire. Like yeah, right. You know they they might be your bass player, your drummer, and some people start courting your fucking drummer or your bass player. I'm like, hey man, you actually play pretty all right. Are you looking to be added? You you look you you got enough free time to yeah. join another project. You want to step up your game a little bit, and, and you then know? you know maybe the money starts coming in and that. Yeah. Di- that dictates where you fucking go. And right, that yeah. end up changing your entire fucking roster. And I understand that, but yeah, again, it, I mean, just, I know this is anecdotal and personal to me, but I did notice the fucking difference with, you know, musicians being so replaced. Yeah. You said that it didn't make you want to listen to them more. Yeah. So would you say that you went, from being how, how were you on them prior to that were you like pretty hot on them like um or were you I, always just kind of a meh um 
I think their music, I don't, I'm not in love with their music right now. I think it's good. I don't know if they're finding, if they've quite hit their identity right now, but, uh, and it's not like, I'm, I'm not saying I'm taking sides or anything. It's yeah, just yeah. unfortunate when, you know, things can't work out like that right. and, and, it, and it sucks. And, um, I, for, I forgot your question. Well, my question was, I was getting to the point of how you were before in terms of liking their music to now how you are. And uh, is, I'm is about it, the same, if mm-hmm. not a little, like a little, a less. little less. So do you think, do you think that that person being in the band that you had a personal was critical to, well, do you think, okay, so then does that view or warp your view of the band into liking it more? So that now that the person you had an interest in is gone, does it objectively say that their music maybe wasn't really that great to begin with or it wasn't as good as you thought it was? And now that they're just because they're gone, you're just like, ah, fuck, man, I don't really like this anymore. Mm, I don't, or maybe you never really liked it that. Maybe you weren't as hot on it as you thought to begin with, I um, guess. I don't know, man. <clears throat> I don't know, because I got to see what happens now with this new bass player, if he's mm. going to be the person that sticks around for at least a fucking year. Yeah. And if they're whatever they do in the future, if their music is any better than it was in the past, like that'll be the fucking indicator of whether I like their music more in the future. And if this change was just not all that much, if that mattered, if it mattered at all, like if, but to me, it's still, it still matters because obviously like I knew this person and yeah, uh, I'm not, I'm not trying to start shit either. Like, you know, no, that's, no, between, I, that's between them and, and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. I yeah. mean, this is just, it was just, we're just talking about yeah, we're music itself. Talking and, about and the music and we're talking about, I, I'm just fandoms. trying to put value on the fucking musicians themselves to say that yeah. it's not all right. always about fucking guns and roses and Axl yeah. Rose being the, the head honcho. Cause like, yeah, again, from to me, slash is just as important to, guns right, right. It's, it's like the soup thing. It's, it's like the soup isn't, the fucking vegetables and all that it's it's the whole thing itself like it's the broth it's the vegetables and maybe fucking actual sure. rose is the broth itself maybe fucking slash is the vegetables and all the other members are like the you know the little seasonings and spices and all that shit and all of it together makes that fucking thing hit and that's where i stand with yeah, yeah. and and i you know i i kind of think that Key ingredients, (laughs) I think your opinion is dumb, but (laughs) (laughs) the key ingredients, yes, I agree with you that those make up the band, but not everybody's a main character, bro. All right, okay, I'm not gonna argue. I'm just saying, I think that the Axl Rose and the Guns N' Roses thing is likely the exception, not the rule, where more than one member of the band is is pretty much the sound or the key, yeah, to it. I think that's more of the exception than the rule. Oh, yeah, to me, the rule is like. Uh, okay, I was any just, of these other assholes. Can I be was trying to defend these guys. Nah, man, I'm sorry, yeah. we can't. Like, and again, yeah. I know I just shit on everybody by yeah. saying this, but yeah. I want to just highlight that every band member's contribution to the band is yeah. just as important as every other member's because without them, the whole of the band wouldn't be what it is it, in that moment. Like, yes, you know, in the you, moment, because you know people can get nostalgic for like, hey, right. do you remember when fucking Sammy Hagar was part of fucking Van Halen? Not right. Yeah. Part of that other band whatever the fuck it was sammy Hagar's experience or yeah, chicken yeah. foot or whatever the fuck <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah man uh yeah i i just trying to 
say that I understand that in a band, like stuff happens. Yeah. And, and I do think musicians are can be just as important as the fucking main character. But again, you you do make a fine point about hey, sometimes hey man, hey, some He's some members are cards. more yeah, equal man. than others, dude. Yeah. For Billy Corgan, man. Okay, so oh, when, when he came out yeah. with the the Zeitgeist album in like two thousand eight. And they released this song called Tarantula. I mean, dude, that shit sounded as good as Smashing Pumpkins had ever sounded at the time. And, uh, you know, two of those members were replaced. It was actually, yeah, it was two members that were replaced. It was like Darcy, the bass player, and the other, the, the Asian guy, I forgot his name. So it, it was just him, you know, Billy Corgan and the drummer, and they replaced the other two, but they sounded fucking good. It's like, yeah. as they're fucking. You know, the previous songs and shit. Yep. And Those two guys, they were expensive. Yeah, they made man. it work. They made it they work. They were fucking replaceable. Yeah, so, you know, there are instances where Josh has a point. Yep, <laughs> and, and and to to circle back on the thing about giving your opinions, sometimes it's just better to know your role and shut, shut your, your fucking mouth, mouth all right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed this topic. I'd be curious to find out what you guys have as your... You know, uh, drawing the line, yeah. Uh, scenarios for bands. Uh, if you want to reach out to us on Instagram at Game Rage, is it Game Rage Mag on Instagram? Game Rage Magazine, Game Rage Magazine on yeah. Instagram, or even me on yeah. All Gas No Trash Official, just to bullshit about music and stuff. Like, hit us up if you want to email us too. Go ahead and do so. Yeah. Uh, what's the what's the uh, what's the fucking email address for? Game Rage. It's just Josh at GameRageMagazine.com. That's the only one that I made so far. Okay. So you can just use that one. I mean, yeah, if you want to reach out to like me. It's like our work one. Yeah, reach out to All Gas, No yeah. Trash, Official, All One Word, No Underscores, No Characters in Between, uh, at gmail.com. And uh, <laughs> yeah, just a heads up, if you heard me talk about it previously, um, episodes of Game Rage Music <laughs> Podcast, If you don't, if you don't want to... If you're so fucking lazy that you don't even want to <laughs> go on Spotify to pick an episode or even go on Deezer or whatever. Where, on all but, of the major podcast yeah, networks. If you just want to go on autopilot mode and just have it taken care of for you, you can go on Hedy FM, the website that's Hedy.fm, and you can also go on the uh, – you can go on TuneIn as well. We're also on TuneIn. So um, just type in the keywords Hedy Radio and TuneIn, and it should – pull up and uh the way that this is scheduled is the first and third weeks of the month i will do original streaming original streaming of music um and that'll be all new music that i find and stuff like that second and fourth week of the month uh which is thursdays thursdays at 6 p.m for all the shows uh the second fourth thursdays at 6 p.m will be the broadcasting or replays of Game Rage Music Podcast for you to listen if you just want to go on autopilot mode. So again, let me re re-illustrate that to you. The first and third Thursdays of the month are dedicated to All Gas, No Trash. Uh, that's new music and all that. And the second and fourth Thursdays of the month at 6 p.m. will be dedicated to replays of the Game Rage Music Podcast. So if you want to listen to that way, or if you want to go on Spotify and you can find us anywhere. Um, so yeah. yeah, what, what Adam's actually trying to say 
is you should just go at 6 p.m. every fucking Thursday to right. Hetty FM, and you should listen to him yeah. or us. You'll get him playing new music, which we can't fucking play the music on this fucking thing yeah. uh, yet, but we can't. So you want to hear Adam's new music shit without having to pause it like we talk about? You can just fucking hear it on there. It's excellent. And also, the other opposite week, you'll fucking hear an episode of this. Uh, so yeah, if you're lazy and you don't want to go back and listen to them. And regardless, if that was just fucking confusing, tune in every fucking week. Yeah, that's what I for said. For something. Every yeah. fucking Thursday yeah. at 6 p.m. Yeah. And you'll get something. You'll yeah. get you'll get something from us. You'll get music. Josh and I talking yeah. shit about music, or you'll get me sharing new music with yeah. you. So just you know, just keep that in mind. Right. And uh if you're one of our Belgian fans, fuck yeah. Fucking uh, you know, maybe uh does Hetty FM have like a fucking like a like a Twitter or like a fucking I don't know. We have an Instagram. An Instagram? What is it? Hetty dot FM. Hetty go, go to the Hetty Radio. Go to the Hetty Radio. Know, yeah. Find out what the okay, here's your homework, Belgians. Find out what the Hetty radio fucking instagram is yeah and go on there and just be like hey we want more game raid shit just to fucking maybe we can get our other shows on there too <laughs> yeah all right so <laughs> the way you'll know you'll find you'll find it is uh that fucking alien from mexico oh the, yeah, yeah. The decomposed body uh-huh. or whatever. that's the picture that's the picture so oh, if you could yeah. find that you found heady radio so fuck yeah if you found the <laughs> alien from mexico you found the right fucking place yeah, the thing looks like a fucking bunt cake or whatever the fuck. <laughs> a little loaf of bread yeah man the, the et looking dude we should we should see if he wants to put up the cup episode we did on aliens and shit <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah brother hell yeah brother anyway all right well adam basically plugged all the shit for us so we don't gotta fuck around with that yeah thanks for so, tuning in by the way appreciate yeah. you guys sticking around hopefully you enjoyed the episode and uh we're we're probably gonna grind all the way through the year to provide more episodes to you. Just stay tuned. Oh fuck yeah! Stay tuned for more. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. That was the game rage music show. Thanks for listening.